Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars in a hotel room in Market Harborough. Hello, welcome. I love this, I love this carpet. It's, um... It's... Well, it's, we're, we're in um, a premiere inn this week. Purple Palais. Purple. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love Prems. I know we've said this before. Yeah. They're consistent. We're paying full room rate. There's no there's no favouritism. We're not being paid or getting any no. discount for plugging it. But yeah, you can't go wrong with a Premier Inn. The bed yeah. is clean and comfortable. It is. And the shower water pressure is It's good. powerful. Good water pressure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm glad about that. It's, it's, really... all, it's all I really ask for in a hotel. Yeah. No, I'm with well, you. I mean, that's not true. I mean, obviously, if you went, oh, would you like to stay in... I don't know, reeds of Madeira. <laughs> That's the first what, posh what's that, that came what's to that, What's that holiday place that people like Mick Jagger always used to go to? Um, Mystique. Yes, Mystique. Mystique, Mystique. 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 No, they were, <laughs> here we're coming down with the Mystique ladies. Yeah, but they, they were there. They, they used to tour there. Um, people got bored of them and sent them away. Um, just enough with your yeah, please, female rapping. Please stop giving um, your late 90s, early 2000s shtick. Uh, so we're here in this hotel room in the same room as each other because uh, it's the day after the second Late Break Show live on Toa. Tour, so we're both a bit jaded, I think. Very tough. We had a we had a ten thirty curry last night. It was a proper very late trad curry. I haven't been for a, a good late on curry for ages, and it no. was a good curry. It was, and it was a proper curry place where the decor is old school, the music is traditional. High-pitched frantic trumpet and... There um, was a slightly boisterous cricket team in the restaurant as well, and that's, you know, another sort of Czech late-night curry, some (laughs) kind of sports team in there, causing a bit, not a lot of fuss. They weren't being obnoxious, they were just quite loud. And then I looked over, and for some reason, there was, like, loads of poppadom trampled on the floor (laughs) where they were sitting. What have you been doing? It's um, true, it's true. But it was a good curry, and it was a good end to a really great day, I think. I think we're, I'm, 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 I'm still processing all the information, frankly. It was a really, it was a really wonderful day. A good amount of people turned up, an incredible array of cars turned up. Well, I say vehicles, actually, because we did have a tank. We did have two full-size trucks, one of which was a sort of Kenworth American one. We had the Black Series of Mercedes trucks turn up. Yeah. The Actros edition Did you too. get to sit in that? I bloody didn't. No, me neither. No, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really annoyed. Well, I'm quite cross generally that I didn't, because I was looking at social media this morning and, and all of the pictures that people who were there have been putting up and I've been going, oh, bollocks, I didn't get to look at that car or that car or that. You know, it's just, there was so much nice stuff there. I did make it into the sort of second field where there were a load more cars. I did have a quick stroll around there with my brother who came down and uh, there's some good stuff. But I didn't get to sort of really dig no. into some of the, the, the treats that were there and talk to the people who brought them because the, the people I did talk to, you know, there's lots of interesting cars with good stories. Yeah. I 
I did the same, but I think when you when you sort of part of a show, when you organise a show, you're 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 too in you're, you're too ingrained in the fabric of it. You can't just walk around and do whatever you want. No, we were there to to do on stage, new stage, nice bigger new stage, stage slightly larger, um, but not too not not too pretentious. And um, <laughs> it was, I would say, if you were trying to imagine the size of stage, it would be where a well known aging beloved acoustic act might play at a music festival oh yeah yeah I know what you mean you'd almost walk past there'd be a bit of a crowd but not a massive crowd and you'd go oh is it Ralph Mattel yes is that that... (laughs) (laughs) let me take you by the hand and walk around a car park full of cars and trucks is that Tanita Tickerum it is Uh, it is I used to like some of her oh gosh she's really good isn't she that's the size of stage I think (laughs) we had Tanita Tickerum yeah so about the the stage itself is about the height of a bed if that (laughs) it wasn't so it wasn't well you know for some stages you get into like the pyramid stage it's like the height (sighs) of um uh, 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 an industrial dustbin or something. Yeah. <laughs> Seven and a half ton <laughs> Luton body. And I, using all of these well-known metrics. Oh yes, yeah, about the height of an industrial dustbin, mate. Uh, I didn't want to. Um, yeah, I just desperately didn't want to disappoint people. So it's always one of those nerve-wracking moments where you think, I want to try and get as, as, as such a good variety of cars that appeal to a lot of people. You can't change the weather. It is what it is. And, and the weather was kind to us, mm. to the point, again, where there was some unexpected sunburn. Yeah. Um, but I think, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't drink enough water. I didn't have a wee all day. That, to me, still is it's an troubling. astonishing fact. Probably so, my favourite fact from the day. So I'm going to be selling some special Manuka honey at Clarkson's Farm in the next few weeks. <laughs> and, um, Johnny's old-time knob honey. <laughs> special dehydration blend. See, I, went the, I almost wet myself a couple of times because I did drink. I drank quite a lot of coffee when I arrived and then uh, drank water through the day because oh. I was conscious of hydrating. But then yeah. every time I tried to go to the loo, I would get talking to somebody and then would have to... And I think people started thinking it was an excuse... So I'd be like, yeah, anyway, listen, I really need to go for a wee. And it sounds so... It does sound like you're pass- passing or, off the... Or even though I, I kind of excused myself at one point from chatting to some people and um, I, I was walking to the loo and someone called oh, me, yeah. like followed me. They were, excuse me, sorry, can I just... can Because I, I, they want me to sign a book. And and um, and, and I, I was like, oh, seriously, there's going to be a 50p on the front of my jeans. <laughs> and, and I've got to go back up on stage in a minute and do some blather. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and also I had this fear that I would finally get to the loo and I'd be in one of those little, you know, portal things and I would hear you from the stage sort of going, oh, yeah, just waiting Where's for Richard. Richard? So where is he? Where is he? Um, just waiting for him to have one of those really, like, poo of a thousand wipes that, <laughs> that always happens when you're in a rush. You want you want a clean phantom exit, but you don't get one. You get it. Anyway, it's too much information. But anyway, you know, but, right. but seriously, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the show, who came and said hi, who um, wanted us, who brought us strange gifts. We got we got Stellantis bum bags with hologram stickers, with bottles of brute inside. We got um, all days and onions decals, yes. homemade ones, yeah. which are fantastic. I got some very interesting artwork. I got a new old stock huggy bear hairy seat cover for a seventies <laughs> car. Which looks inflammable, so I'm making a point yeah. of not putting that anywhere near a hob. Um, <laughs> it was just, it's, it's honestly, it's very heartwarming, especially given that the, the last eighteen months, uh, the world's been topsy turvy. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see people again, isn't it? And yeah, sort of, and in a, in a sunny outdoor setting with lots of cars. I think I said this last time we did the live show a few weeks ago, but um, 
it's just that sense of, of hanging out for a day with kind of like-minded people and just being able to chat about cars basically mm. and um and just seeing like exotic stuff next to weird regular stuff it's still the joy is, of, what, of what you've put together here because yeah credit to you this is your your brainchild is that you, you i mean yesterday is a case in point we were just saying over breakfast but it was like there's an mgsv there and when do you ever see one of those no i never see one on the road but then parked nearby there was an aston dbs and a six wheel open top mini yes and then further down there's a smoking Trans transam and uh and a, 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 a truck an american was it kenworth truck it was a kenworth truck um, next to that was an electric converted classic mini yeah, and then yeah, I mean that's the thing. And then uh, the Tolman brought along their amazing Sunbeam Lotus, um, the variety. And then we had like Kia EV6 there, which isn't even out yet. Yeah, oh, that's your phone. I have to answer it? my phone because I think it's a delivery driver wanting to pick up a Honda Civic. Okay, and I'm on you it. do that. Did you see that immaculate MG Metro in the in the second field? Red was it red? Yes, it I, was... I, I looked at it from afar. I was talking to someone else. It looked. Mint. Why uh, red? I mean, yeah, so mint. Yeah. It was so, so mint. And just. You're excited. I can tell you're. Well, you're, was, you're, you're you just expressive. don't see them anymore, do you? I mean, once upon a time, that would have not have been a, a, an exceptional or interesting car because they were everywhere. But now they're not. They take on that sort of intrigue. And, yeah. Um, but I do also quite like them. And I think at the time, they were sort of quite groovy, weren't they? It was a yeah. neat bit of design the way they made the. the that Metro looked more sporty. The same way like those XR2s from that era actually looked quite good. You know, Ford knew what they were doing to jazz up a car. The XR3 yeah. was the same. We had a we had a Mark One XR2 there. The circular yes. headlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is apparently worth I don't know 140,000 yes. pounds by the time that this <laughs> if we checked goes out. today's uh, pound to folds uh, exchange rate, we find that yes, or classic folds uh, index. Should we, should we change the class? Is it yeah. the FTSE in the FTSE Dow Jones? The FTSE index. FTSE index tells you how much old sporty Fords are worth in pounds. And uh, yeah, if you sell before 4 p.m., yeah. you'll get 120,000 pounds for this guy. So put it on eBay on a three quarters of an or <laughs> can you do that? I don't know. I'd love to do that. You can eBay do it. Buy it. You know, buy it now. Speed eBay. I'm yeah, putting it up. Speed it's, Bay. You've got 15 minutes. Go. Speed Bay. Go. Old folds. 120,000. <laughs> yeah, you're old folds. Uh, well, yeah, that's that, that that Two of old folds. I'm going to have to. Gonna gonna have a bit of yeah, we got. I say before, we got gifted. Can you hear this? There's just a little bit left. I'm just going to neck it on. on Pass on, it on, over on. to Rich. Yeah, I, I said to someone, I said, one of the intrigues. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> you put loads on. One of the intrigues. Oh, my God. <laughs> what <am> I, that, <laughs> oh, that was refreshing. Cripes, it was, yes, but. Oh, oh, sunburnt ooh. neck. Yeah, well, it's, it's a little bit red. I feel yeah. so fortunate that the both. Both of the Late Break Show Live events so far have managed to have been blessed with this unexpected sun. And uh, for that, I'm very thankful. But I held aloft a bottle of Brute to the sun <laughs> when, um, uh, I think when the show had ended, uh, not, not to the crowd or anything, this wasn't like some kind of... Like, you weren't christening people, you were anointing them with flashes of Brute in some kind of weird... No, and I way. wasn't Adam, Prince of Eternia, holding aloft my magic sword and crying, by the power of Grayskull. But I, I, I did... Just look at the colour of the Brute bottle when you hold it up to the, to, to the sun. It's just it's, a wonderful colour. Sorry, I was just closing the window there because we're in a we're in a hotel that's on a roundabout by a major road, and there's a lot of activity out there. There's a lot, a lot of, of motorcycle rinsing going on. A lot of motorcycle rinsing going on. But also this morning, I got woken up. There's a McDonald's drive-through just you can see from this window. Yeah. Someone was going through that drive-through in 
third gear. So they give us a mini cab. Go, 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 go. No, they were going through it first, but it was a car, and I was sort of, I was kind of intrigued enough to want to know, but still too tired to actually get up and look. It had a noisy exhaust on it, but to me, it also sounded like it had a very light flywheel because it felt like they were struggling to keep the fire lit as they went around the little because it was like a sort of. Did it have a non-urban cam? Oh, so, very much. You know, yeah. like don't a drive around, don't drive <laughs> into town. a congested town or city because <laughs> no. you just won't get out alive. Do you fancy coming to downtown Tokyo with me? What with my cams? God no. <laughs> No, no, it's definitely an open road cam, yeah. not not a village manoeuvre. Uh, you came to London this week, and now I put my country cams in this week, so I can't. I've actually got to just go to rural Scotland. Can you imagine if you could switch them out that quickly? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, mind you, so I was going to say it feels like technology should allow it. it. Sort of does, I suppose, with with variable cam technology. But no one's going to bother to develop that now, are they? With the internal combustion engine sort of on death watch. But uh, yeah. yeah, we can, but dream. But you know what, you say the internal um, combustion engines on Death Watch. It was very warming to meet a number of people yesterday who had both plug-in, both FEV daily drivers or EV daily drivers Mm. and were worshipping a bit of sort of multiple cylinder, you know, V8, V12, V6 by the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the internal combustion engine isn't on Death Watch in as much as just because they are going to stop becoming available in new cars. Yeah. Doesn't mean people are going to stop enjoying them but they just become a hobby don't they yeah which is i'm absolutely down with that because quite honestly you don't want to daily drive a 20 30 40 50 year old car do you but you do want to enjoy it and yeah. for things like the what we did yesterday and yeah. the, the the fact that people brought out such a, an eclectic range of cars was really heartwarming and and the fact that so many people were just there and that i think it drew a crowd who are as excited to see uh, an immaculate MG Metro as they are um, uh, I don't know that Ferrari GTO for example that you drove yeah. in your videos yeah. and so it's not and an Ionic 5 I think if you're coming to these shows you're not someone who just goes where are the supercars I want to see the supercars you want to just see things that are interesting and that's yeah. a broad broad church and I think that's one of the great things about what happened yesterday and at the previous live show is that the church is broad as anything it's really really yeah. really mixed Big thanks to my friend Kieran from Rockstar's Cars who brought his uh, ex-John Bonham from Led Zeppelin um, a Jensen Interceptor hedge find, which he found in an Irish hedge. And uh, he dressed it up with foliage on display and a couple of people actually thought that it had been there all along and that we built the show around <laughs> a derelict Jensen that we found, which no. I thought was, yeah, which which is credit to the, 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 uh, um, what, the shop front dressing skills of Kieran. He did a special trip, especially in with just the foliage to bring it, because uh, he'd snipped it all off his his back bush, which sounds completely wrong. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, and so yeah, and thanks to Matt Walton who brought the tank and the Kenworth and the Trans Am. Thanks to so many of you that um, I did call in some favours for some particularly unusual cars to try and get there and. Uh, and thanks to the manufacturers who brought what they brought. It was it was lovely. It was lovely, and um, it was good to just see smiles, fun, remember, and japes. Do you remember I read out an email or a message, Patreon message, uh, a, a while ago from a chap who sold Robert Plant an X an XF, a Jag XF. Yeah, he was there yesterday. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I got to meet him. He's a very nice chap. I got to meet a few people who sort of sent us good good messages and and things. Um, 
and that in itself was quite a joy just to sort of put the the best of all was that chap who uh sold, sent us the story about buying the escort with the two identical Sade albums oh yeah in the cd player <laughs> <laughs> Double Sade. Double Sade. Showed up in motorcycle leathers that made him look like a futuristic robot. <laughs> oh, yes. While we were on stage. While we were on stage. And then advanced towards us like he had been... B-side Terminator. To, to destroy. Yeah, I thought, this is it. We, for some reason, we need to be destroyed because of something we do in a different time. But um, he actually just gave us a gift. And the gift was two identical Sade albums. But it was wrapped up in children's sort of party uh, wrapping paper. You know, the diagonal stripe type thing, with like, like the duvet covers from the 80s that we probably talked about. And, uh, yeah, we've got a, couple, a copy of Diamond Life by um, Chardonnay. Uh, sorry, I keep wanting to call it Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay. Uh, and I always said Diamond White Life, and I was thinking that's either a Ford colour or some quite cheap, color, quite cheap, aggressive color. cider, isn't it? Uh, Diamond yeah. Fight, as it was known as for many years. Um, so I'm sure Chardonnay doesn't delve into the white cider aisle in the in the supermarket. Um, she probably runs an RX8 on it, though. Oh, well, yeah, that's a good point, actually. She probably, you know, I bet you she's well into her biofuels. Um, anyway, the chap's called Martin, isn't he? And he, um, he, he gave us the... He gave us the Sade albums. Double Sade. He identified himself as uh, the person who told us that story and bought that escort. And then I think he just left. So he really did have a quite... Well, like a courier, motorcycle yeah. courier. But he really did have kind of Terminator-like quality because then I think he just... I didn't see him again. No, I didn't. I think he... And it, I, the last time I saw him, I, I, he was sort of moving towards the exit. So I think he just... He think, came, he delivered two, two Sade CDs and he buggered off again. Just for a second, I felt like Sarah or John Connor, you know, where <laughs> someone's been sent from the future to basically warn you that in the future you say something significant or do something significant, which then changes the tapestry of history. Maybe one of us said something really profound. I think that's unlikely, like on that side of things. Or, um, and everyone went, yeah, on that side of things and all that. And then suddenly someone had a really revolutionary idea for some software. Or hardware for robots. <laughs> I'm just talking utter bobbins now. I just had to. Well, I, well, I don't know if you'll put this in the final letter. I just had to pause the podcast, run out to the hotel, drive down the road to the venue, and help a chap from Honda break into um, their original Civic press car without damaging it because <laughs> the door locks stopped working with its own keys. I mean, seriously. What a load of bobbins. But luckily I've got the wrists of a dainty lady and I managed to worm my wrists up through the back of the parcel shelf to unscrew the rear pop-out of the two-door and then und- <laughs> and then and then managed to get uh, undo the door. So that that's lovely. It's I think um people don't fully know the amount of work that you put into these shows and that includes having to break into a car. I did. Um, I um it is stressful. I'm not. A, I'm not a. Um, I'm, I'm not a naturally uh, organised person. So uh, doing doing the, the sort of juggling to organise a show. And don't get me wrong. I'm not doing it on my own. I'm very much not. But it is quite stressful. It is. And uh, you do have to take stock sometimes and go. This is supposed to be fun. Remember. And it will be ultimately. <laughs> and if you build it, they will come. And they did come. And that's wonderful. Um, and big shout out to Paul Cowland. Who brought um, one of his one of his cars along? 
I've still um, never met Paul Cowley. No, Paul really wants to meet you, and he was. I'd like I, think to meet he was Paul. I think Paul was disappointed to meet me again <laughs> and, and not meet you. <laughs> I don't want you. I so, want the other one this time. Yeah. I want to speak to him. Um, Maybe we could do a like a swap. Where, where, where is it when different countries swap prisoners? Um, oh, well, you have to do it on a bridge, there, don't you? So yeah. So you bring, I bring you, and yeah, Paul brings with Drew. A bag over my head. Paul brings Drew Pritchard from um, Salvage Hunters. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, classic car. Salvage. Where do they live, roughly? Uh, well, Paul lives in Nottinghamshire, oh, okay, and yeah. Drew lives in the middle of nowhere in North Wales. Oh. So, well, we could do it in Wales, on top of a barren hill. No, I think well, we could do it on the Menai Bridge, maybe. Oh, we'll do it on the Menai Bridge. It's a good bridge. Yeah, now. because then the police will bring out a helicopter, so we'll get a good copter shot. Yeah. It's always yeah. good for the promo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there we good. go. There's so if you're listening to, be a to this, swap on the Menai Bridge. Yeah, at let's some do point. that. That's, let's uh, do that. Uh, we'll do a, a personality ransom or whatever it is. <laughs> we could expand this out, and it's just something that happens that various TV shows do prisoner swap style handovers yeah. between their presenting teams. So that between, so I don't know. It's three full beam flashes, and you yeah. have to turn up in a car of a certain era. It's very specific. Well, maybe that's it. It's all done between these various sort of restoration and resto modding shows. And it's, uh, the one week someone turns up and the, the high beams aren't actually working, and there's a whole sequence where they have to fix them. And they end up in order the to do from the, the other side of the bridge, come and help. And it <laughs> sort of breaks the format a little bit, but it, it's quite good telly watching them all try and tr- problem solve. I'd love that. Solve. Uh, Trying to hit a relay for full beam on the middle of a. A bridge. Who's, I was going to say, um, Mike Brewer turns up and hands over Ant Anstead, but Ant Anstead isn't doing um, Wheeler Dealers anymore, is he? No. Who's doing it now? A chap called Elvis. Oh. Um, oh, oh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Oh, that's bad. Well, because the problem is you say Elvis and you, you, your brain wants to say Presley, doesn't it? It's yeah. It's like it's almost locked in, so not him. Yeah, and weirdly, I watched the, the when I watched the Back to the Future musical um, last week, the other week with my son for a, I know, a, a year now delayed birthday present we were sitting in bed in our hotel room and I just wanted to watch a little bit of TV before bed and it was a, pre- it was a gift for him you know like a, a treat to stay up later mm. and there was nothing on apart from uh, a documentary about the downfall of Elvis Presley oh, bearing God. in mind my son's <laughs> bearing in mind my son's nine like, I thought uh, yeah this is probably not going to cut it but there were so many interesting historical clips mm. from him turning up in Vegas and of course, him with his Cadillacs and his aeroplanes and his his wife and his you know his flamboyant lifestyle. Mm. My son was actually like at first. My son was I don't know who Elvis Presley is, so I had yeah. to explain his significance. And then um, obviously, fifties Elvis was just like perfect, so cool. I mean, so perfect, just like the 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 guy that guys want to be, the guy that women want. All well, that you stuff. forget, don't you, that he was an incredibly handsome man. Oh yeah. In that era. Yeah. And we sort of sometimes you you remember the bloated seventies version, but Yeah. Yeah. He was He was like he'd he'd had way much too much boost put through him in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, and you can just tell, tell the heads were not <laughs> being held down properly. And it was no it was actually quite sad because they did touch on the you know the fact that he was sort of he was kind of a, a prisoner in Vegas really in his yeah. own hotel room and he did he not also he did get quite into he was sort of hooked on prescription painkillers and stuff yeah and so it yeah. probably didn't help he was in co- I think he had multiple doctors or medics yeah and they were all just going along with it and this is odd isn't it this happens to these people who become <clears throat> huge but then they somehow get some kind of private doctor who starts just basically prescribing them all manner of well they dictate their menu they go yeah. right I want today to have these disco biscuits and I want these uppers <laughs> these downers I want a couple of those well yeah I suppose 
all manner of stuff was probably still legal then, like quaaludes and things, that he was yeah. just off his head, yeah. I imagine. Because did he not... I think at one point, wasn't he invited to the White House and Richard Nixon made him like an honorary drug enforcement officer or something, even though Elvis was technically on all manner of <laughs> under the counter. <laughs> so 70s stuff. I know. I'm just going to say now, based upon what happened to Elvis, we're never doing a residency in Vegas. The Smith & Sniff hey, Vegas residency. Don't turn down what you haven't yet got. Well, as long like as we it. get to have, I don't know, kale smoothies and we, we get to look after ourselves so we don't get bloaty and wearing too well, many rhinestones. I was saying this to someone last week that, you know, I, I bust my knee and I don't I don't want to go on about it, although I did endlessly yesterday because I was on my feet all day and it was hurting. But I've, I've, I've knackered my knee so I can't go running and I can't really do anything. I can't even walk very far without it being painful. So I, um, I was saying to someone last week, do you know what, maybe I just should just give in and become really fat for a bit. Because I can't do exercise, so why don't I just then stop stop trying to eat decently and just... Well, I wish I had that excuse. My legs are absolutely fine. I just haven't done anything for a while. I think what you should do is focus on the upper. Don't oh, do oh, oh, become like legs. incredibly massive. Just, uh, just only, yeah. Do the one where the legs the legs just look like matchsticks. And then, so keep a picture of an ostrich pinned to the bathroom mirror. And just yeah. look, that's my goal. There we go. You're Life just goals. going to. You're just going to do chin ups and press ups. Yeah, should I do and, that? And 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 dumbbells. So it's more of a challenge, thing. isn't it? Because I think I'd be becoming just becoming sort of slovenly by just eating. Like I just I think I could just live on macaroni, cheese, and beer for a bit and see how fat I could become. But that's not a good idea. It's not healthy. It's difficult because it's difficult to to get it back afterwards when you change. Especially when you're over forty. Yeah, Yeah. I know. It's isn't it? It's the thing. You could do this in your twenties, like just then go. Oh, next week I'm going to be thin again. Bink. But that's true, isn't it? Forty six. I can't do that. I'll just be. I'll just be fat for life. Which um, funny you should say twenties because when we were driving to the curry house last night, post event curry house, which was obviously a lot later than we wanted to, we were driving in my wife's chimney. With my nephew Ethan in the back. Thanks for driving, by the way. That's all right. Because I had three pints of Cobra in my. <laughs> <laughs> shall I just shall I just pile it on? You do. I haven't I haven't had. Uh, I used to. There's there's a fabulous curry house uh, out of the road from where I used to live, which amazingly the man who was running the curry house last night knew. He, he did. knew that curry house. He used to live around there. Yeah. Uh, it's changed his name now, but it was called Bengal Bertie's in Highgate. It's fantastic curry there, and. Um, but I used to go in there. We used to go there, my wife and I, before we had children. And I would know it was like I. It was there were about three or four things I would have off the menu. Well, three probably. I would I would rotate. It's not them. very Elvis rich. I thought there's thirteen yeah, or so 13, things. Yeah, no, well, I, was, I, know, I, was, I was in three dishes that were my favourites, and I would generally just have one of those three. Mm, there was a fourth, but I sort of phased it out. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I used this? to have sometimes. I think there's a thing, particularly as a man. Sometimes there's that sort of. Annoying mannishness where men think, well, you have to have a really hot curry. Oh, You're not doing it right if you don't yeah. have a hot curry. Oh, I don't agree man. with that. I do like a hot curry, and last night I had a madras because I like a madras. That's about as hot as I would go. I think anything more than that, often, depending on who's made it, yeah. it's just heat. You're not getting much flavour. You just no. get heat. It's danger. Madras is about right for sort of heat versus flavour and everything in a good place. But I used to have the opposite end of the scale. I sometimes used to have a chicken passander. 
Lovely and mild. Oh, very mild. Lovely and mild. Yeah, Pissant. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just sort of stopped doing it. I don't know why. I think I found such a bit creamy. I call VW Passat's Passant. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, I do. Because they're, it's the, it, they're that kind of cut. They are cre- they're creamy, <laughs> yeah, creamy, they're creamy and, and smooth. <laughs> and they're just pleasant all round. They're yeah, not aggressive in any way. There's wrong with it, but you know, sometimes you need to look at They're a good all rounder. Yeah. And that's the Passanda. Uh, but when we used to go in there, I always used to know that I was like, oh, probably tonight I'm going to have, oh, I think I'm going to have chicken tikka dansak. But I would always manage to fit in two pints of Kingfisher. Oh. Because you order one when you get there. Yeah. And that's probably done just as the food arrives. And you go, oh, thanks very much. Yeah, that's my rice is mine. Can I have another? Yeah. Standard ordering technique. You don't actually say. You just sort of indicate towards the glass and they know. Or they you look to, up towards where the, you know, the guy who always answers the phone who does all the takeaways yeah. in, the, in the curry house. He's always next to the pumps, which are glistening. Yeah. Those lovely glistening pumps. And it's always Cobra versus Kingfisher. In fact, it always sounds like a famous boxing match that's <laughs> going to be very well promoted. It's Kingfisher <laughs> versus Cobra. <laughs> and you go, oh, who would win? Is the, yeah. Has the Kingfisher got an exceptionally sharp peck and it's also quick? <laughs> the Cobra's going to be quick, but it's venomous and it can't fly. Yeah, it's not clear cut, is it? I don't know. No. But I did then, enjoy the curry. But on the mm. way, the reason why it reminded me of this sort of in the older days, because when we were driving to find the curry house, we went the back lanes way because oh, my mobile phone told me to and I was too tired. And we went down some really narrow, obscure lanes with full beam on. Oh, yeah. And we were listening to some um, quite early 90s dance music on, on BBC Six Music. And it suddenly, I got a flashback of like the olden days when you were about eight, 18 and you were going to a free party and, what, and of course pre-mobile phone navigation and all that stuff. So it was just, you were just going by one of your mates hastily written notes <laughs> or I don't know, we were looking for landmarks that someone said, yeah, there'll be a grain silo and you've got to go down there. And it felt a bit exciting, but ultimately at the end, there was no glow sticks and dancing, it was just right. curry. And shouty cricketers. And shouty cricketers. And yeah. then on the way home, Six Music had really upped the tempo and it was a bit of drum and bass and it was it was quite intense. And I, I was feeling very full of Cobra and Curry. And <laughs> quite tired, very tired, in fact. Very tired. And I think I said to you, I right now, if you drop me, it was a live, I think they were live from somewhere that was, it was a drum and bass night. And I was like, if you drop me into wherever this is now, this is happening, I can't think of anything worse. I would probably just have uh, some kind of massive mental and physical breakdown and be found curled up in a ball. I think you'd have a face, you'd sort of have a sort of screwed up face because it'd be very, there'd be like some bright flashing lights. You'd have a screwed up face, a bit like Boris Yeltsin. Do you remember Boris Yeltsin's face? Yes. And, and you'd be, I mean, you'd be doing a sort of, you'd do a bit of dancing because you felt that everyone around you was, you didn't, you know, you don't want to, <clears throat> so you'd be sort of doing the knee jerk, but your knee would hurt. Yeah, so actually I'd be hopping on one leg or so. I don't know. I mean, I just think I would be found. I think I would use my one remaining bit of energy to scream, make it stop so loudly it was audible over the music and it would probably just drop to the floor. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, that's the thing. What I was going to say is because I always used to know when, when I used to go and sit in and have a curry more often that I would have, you know, it's sort of it's a two two pints and a curry is about right. But last yeah. night I upped, I upped it. I, I went. I was like, you had one in my honour. I suppose I did, yeah, because you yeah. were driving. So it was, yeah, I I did. But then I did, I did feel I had good sort of curry bloat. I did as well. Which is why the idea of them being somehow inexplicably dropped into a drum and bass night was nightmarish beyond belief. <laughs> Thankfully it didn't happen. D&B curry. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Hang on, what are we talking though about? Um, 
because your nephew helps out on these shows was saying he had a massive cooked breakfast this morning and then said he might go for a run. I think he was joking. I think he but was But maybe joking. not. He's young and he can he's, do these he's, things. He's only just turned 17. I feel for him because he's he's in this weird um, COVID delay of not being able to kind of get your driving lessons booked in as quickly as you want and not being able to um, get a, a driving test booked in because it's such a huge colossal backlog. So he's been 17 for a little while and he can't properly drive. You know, mm-hmm. he can't he can't learn as much. So I'm, I'm tempted to buy him an MOT failure focus and a friend of mine who's a farmer mm. might let him use a couple of concrete tracks around and just oh. say, let's just let's do some... Let's get, get a bit of... Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, or if you're feeling generous, get him a, a, a focus with a bit of ticket left on it and then he when it, maybe he can keep it going and it can be his car. Well, you know, yeah. COVID second-hand car prices have got oh, yeah. nuts. You know, yeah, like, yeah, you know a, a fairly ghetto focus has suddenly gone from 700 quid to 1,700 quid. I had two conversations with people yesterday that bore out something I was told by a car trader earlier in the week, which is uh, that... I think we know car prices have gone a bit nutty at the moment but yeah. if you're looking for a good price on a car that you just want to offload and I was given this advice about my Porsche of all things go to We Buy Any Car they're making nuts payouts at the moment apparently really? yeah because normally you think oh god they're just going to scalp you for a, you know, it'd be a low ball offer perhaps but no apparently and this is a car trade Thomas and then two other people said yeah I put my car through We Buy Any Car and they were offering more than why have they get. been bankrolled by Camelot or something and it's now like it's, a sort of charitable well no because they're part of um What's it? The auction people. So I think they're, they oh. now, they're the pipeline now for the auctions. And the auctions are starved of... Oh, yeah, because second-hand cars are not coming up so, as frequently. Yeah, so. so and because the car trade is just generally sort of starved of stock and, and prices have gone crazy, it all knocks on. But We Buy Any Car is now the feeder. The feeder oh my gosh, imagine selling auctions. your 911 to We, so we Buy Any Car. It just seems feels dirty, odd. It? I, know. Uh, I haven't and, checked it out yet, but I'd be intrigued to know what they would... Uh, I haven't, I haven't got anything good to sell, unfortunately, or anything bad. Well, you see, yesterday didn't help me in my thoughts of getting an up GTI because I seem to have about oh my six gosh, you conversations with it. Every single podcast, you mentioned a VW. Just buy one and shut up! A VW pissing up GTI. I found one to the right spec as well, the spec I would like uh, for sale at Anne Garage in, where is it? I can't remember, Wales, I think, in Wrexham. So, um, oh my gosh, I feel a road trip coming on. Well, I was going to, I thought, if I were really serious about this, and I, I would ring them up and just go, could you bring this car to me, please? Because they do say in their blurb, we deliver. But it's weird, isn't it, to get a car to I think part of the fun it. is to get the train there or get a mate to drop you off there. I quite like that. Yeah, it's like I was saying to someone yesterday, I did That's that with my Range play. Rover. I, I got the train there, and I was like, then because then if, if it's not right, I haven't, I haven't paid for it yet. Yeah. I can just walk away, but I did yeah. only buy a single train ticket to go up north to get that car. So you bought a single. If it had been CAC, I would have walked away, but I would have had to probably spend the value of the car to get a train ticket back on the day because you know what happens when you do that. Oh, train, train yeah, a million they'll, pounds. They'll ruin you. Yeah, yeah, but thankfully it didn't. It didn't come out that way. So um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm not going to mention up GTIs again until uh, such a point as I've bought. Can you but, not? Yeah, please sorry. don't. Please don't. But. Um, what was it? I should say the oh, same about A2s. I, 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 people are forcing A2s upon me, and I really oh, want one, but yeah, yeah, I do. But it has to be petrol, it has to be brown. Yeah. Oh, well, I see things I want a black five-door uh, GTI, so that's why. Stop I've it! Because I was another... offered a white three-door last week for a really good price, but I was like, uh, 
Oh, they look good in white. Oh, and it's not the whites, the three-door more, because it'd be just five-door would make it so much easier with the children. With children, yeah. yeah. And so they do, they, they do look better, but hey, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I like the shorter front doors for getting in and out in tight spaces. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. whatever, mate. Because yeah. I'm, you know, particularly with my knee, not that I'm going to mention my knee. Yeah, I've got you've mentioned knee. the knee. This is just a, t- <laughs> just, a checklist. Yes. What, what am I mentioning now? Playing I've got to mention t- something now. The dullard bingo. <laughs> Has he mentioned the update? Yeah, he's done that. What about his I've, knee? I've yeah, done that. He's done that. You done, yeah. yeah, you've done that. Yeah, 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 stop yeah. going on about BL cars in a minute. We did have a couple of supercars at the event. I know, uh, I, I, because my channel, the YouTube channel, um, doesn't ha- we don't I don't feature a great deal of supercars. They tend to be obscure if they are, or maybe sort of a little bit out there. Um, we did have the Spiker. Oh the yes, the Spiker C8 Laviolette. There's something you don't see every day. Factory right-hand drive. Yeah, of which there's something like eleven and a half ever made. Yeah, so a very rare Groover. Um, I can't remember who's that guy who used to own Spiker. Um, uh, oh God, I keep wanting to say Henrik Fisker, but it wasn't. Him, no, was it? Muller was it Muller? Uh, Muller yes. Fruit Corner. Yeah, it was him. And how do you he, spell Fruit Corner? Oh, it's got a, uh, it's got umlauts. Umlauts. Lots of diacritics. Yeah. Um, so he he once said we filmed a spiker for the telly, and I think he came along. And when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. TV's Jeremy Clarkson was testing it and found that it understeered quite a lot and was set up like that. And he said to this guy, it does understeer quite a lot. And this bloke just went, yeah, I know, that's deliberate because the guys who buy these cars can't really drive very well. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which is like, how nice to be honest about that rather mm. than go, yes, that telecoms billionaire is basically a young Jackie Stewart and we've made the car really twitchy and tail happy. <laughs> no. Admit, know your audience. Oh, it's very good. And you could, I think it was adjustable. You could you could have it. Yes, you can. The front suspension on it's amazing. Mm. And the, the steering and everything. Um, I had a really good nose round one. Um, I drove it. So it was it was good. It was really fun. Mm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a nice thing to see. It was lovely. It was lovely. Oh, lovely. Yeah, lovely. I had, oh, uh, I, <laughs> what? I <laughs> I was just looking at the things I wanted to talk to you about, and, and um, I've not read anything down on my brain. Well, no, there was something I was going to keep meaning to ask you for a couple of weeks now. I was going to say to you, just idle, idle thought that popped into my head is whatever happened to Lee Noble? And I found out yesterday. Well, M- Matt Walter, yeah, from no, it's Lee Noble. This yes, is, he told me. Well, well, Jetstream Motorsport is um, is the UK's number one Noble mm. looker after her. <laughs> so basically, everyone that has a Noble goes through him and gets yeah. stuff done because he he helped to sort of develop the car in yeah. a way. Um, 
I was just wondering. What is he think... doing? Don't tell me he's got an Etsy shop and he's selling necklaces or something. Uh, yeah, but no, sort of little little clutch bags with beads on them. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's, when well, you say so... clutch bags, as you mean like a clutch for a gearbox? Yeah. <laughs> what, a heap of spare clutch? <laughs> you just want... Because no, uh... <laughs> I thought there was a period when Lee Noble was, and his cars more specifically, were sort of the darlings of the car media, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, we used to feature them quite regularly on Top Gear, and Evo often had a Noble in its page, an auto car, you know. It was a benchmarky car. Well, they were sort of, they punched above their weight, didn't they? They were just, in terms of handling performance, they yeah. were really extraordinary cars. And I remember going to that their old factory in Leicestershire and sitting in Lee Noble's office where he just sort of sat there chain smoking and invited you to join him and he just chat about stuff for a bit and and then um and then he sold it didn't he and and then he stayed on for a bit left the company and then he was supposed to be doing that thing called Fenix which didn't seem to go anywhere and then he was supposed to be doing some sort of like buggy thing that was sort of a bit like a uh, an aerial nomad-y type affair because it's oh. slightly off-roady and there was also some supercar in the works and it's there's still <clears> a website <throat> with those things on it but uh, you know they've sort of there's no, it's, nothing seems to have happened yeah. and I just wondered what, what happened to Lee Noble but yeah your mate Matt yeah it came out that he knows Lee and, uh, and so I said well, what, what's happened to Lee and he went he's around and I went is he alright and he went yeah he's alright <laughs> well, like, that's okay, it. Right. Well, no, we do had a bit of a chat. Not a post office in a village or anything. No, it? no, it's not like oh, he's he's just got you know sort of he's got a little little cafe in a park, <laughs> sells ice creams, teas, coffees, nothing complicated, toasties. Uh, he's no, he's he's uh, apparently he's all right, but he's sort of tinkering around. Wow. Well, we the Noble's the classic example of a car that is exotic because it takes a fairly ordinary but decent engine. Mm tunes it right and then clothes it and sets it upright without needing to charge the earth mm. and, you, and when you drive one you go this is everything I would want from a performance car but it's, it is but it isn't 300 grand yeah well that's it they, I just remember it was the chassis wasn't it there was yeah. some sort of alchemy there it was very the, it was sort of lotusy in the way that it had a, a very very lovely handling and very precise but it wasn't Super stiff and aggressive. Yeah. It was sort of beautifully balanced, and the ride was good. And yeah, they were just. And I guess very, it's very not pretentious. Cars. No, but I suppose the problem ultimately for them is that people probably a lot of people want badges. Don't they, they do. They want a Ferrari. They want to be able to say they've got a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or whatever. And, and uh, they want a snake consuming a person. Ah, which is one of the the the, the pub car quiz. Questions that you wrote for the live show. Yeah, which, it keeps it keeps tickling me. I keep. Looking at the badge, going, there's so many scenarios there. Like, is it like the is it like the person has a giant one of these pet, giant pet snake people who have brought it up from when it was tiny, and then there's a there's a symbiotic relationship where it, <clears throat> it allows them to climb into its mouth without, oh, without without consuming no, them. That drives me nuts. Those people who have some kind of exotic pet, a lion or they a hold bear open or a crocodile's mouth yeah, and they go, tickle its oh, tongue. Yeah, my pet tiger. We, you know, I've raised it since it was a cub. He completely understands me. Look, I'll put my my head in its mouth look he loves that and then two weeks later you find out the tiger mauled and killed him and it's just, you just go you fucking idiot it's a live wild animal why did you ever think it was your friend it's not the tiger's fault it's just programmed to it's do not. that no. but yes the question in the quiz was which car badge depicts a man being eaten by a snake 
or I mean, some people say it's that it's a child escaping from a snake's mouth, perhaps. Or it could be rebirth. It's like I, there's no definitive answer that I can ever find. But it's the Alfa Romeo. Well, like a child chrysalis coming out of. I a... don't know. It's very odd. <laughs> it is. However, it's way you so frame odd. it, it's an it's odd so thing odd. to have on a car badge. It's so odd. It's sort of very Alfa in a way because it's a bit. Nutty. Talking of which, there's in the car park at this very premiere inn. Yeah. L- last night, oh, there was oh. there was a BBR edition MX5. Was there? And uh, yeah, it was really neat. I was having a look around it, and it had these Ferrari type shields on the lower front wings. Oh. Aftermarket, mm. and although it was like a sort of moniker of a Ferrari, yeah, it had um the the silhouette of a hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought, wow. I thought, how inspired was it? Because I, I was looking at it from ten feet away, and I couldn't tell it was a hairdryer. I thought, oh, interest, some interesting. And I thought maybe it was a BBR thing. Mm. I went closer, and no, it was a piss take, basically self deprecation. Yeah, it's a. Um, there's a um, there's a Volvo V70 around my neck of the woods that's got um, what look like Ferrari shields on the front wings, but when you go closer, it's a it's a prancing elk. Is it? Yeah, Brilliant. and I thought. That's quite good. That's quite good. And it's otherwise, it looks completely standard, this car. It's just a silver V70, old shape, and you just, but they just put these shields on. They're quite small as well, so it's a nice touch. I enjoy it every time I walk past. I would, I would do that, I think, if I had a Volvo. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I've got to decide where to put my All Days and Onions sticker that someone very kindly gave us yesterday. I know. Because you don't want to waste it, do you? No. It's a remember, funny how people remember that all days in London. I know we only mentioned it once. I think we only we? did. We only did. It was, in it. fact, it was the first time we ever did a recording in a hotel room when we were at Goodwood. But um, we've had a few people saying, "Why don't you do all days in onions merch?" And, and it's a bit of a complicated one because all days in onions is still the trademark is still owned by somebody. Yeah, and they do make and sell T-shirts, so we can't just muscle yeah. in on that. We we have to. But don't buy them. Yeah. Um, because A, I'd rather you bought our merch, but B, what we're going to do is we're going to probably try and get the license off them. And it's, it's definitely we might worth build our own. And chat. Um, we have some new mugs this weekend as well. Yes. Got Smith and Sniff Sports mugs. Yes. Which are going, oh, I think, are going up on the on the eShop this week, but people were buying them at the live show yesterday, and we've still got the Opsot mugs and things. And yeah. It's actually a Sporty mug. Sporty, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and no, because what happened next was there was a truncated sort of hurp, and then it slurred into the next gear, and it was an automatic. What? I know. So a minor auto. Someone has made an, a minor auto, but it, what it did was it, it ruined the trombone. <laughs> it was like someone had sort of shoved, you know, one of those those muffler things at the end of it. Windows a story. mute, a mute, a so jazz, a jazz they trombone. Called They're called mutes. Okay. Where you go, wah wah yeah, yeah. wah wah yeah. So yeah. it's a... a bit like my favourite uh, Fine Young Cannibals song. Is it Johnny Come Home? Oh yeah. Uh, they have a, a very cool muted trumpet. They do, don't um, they? And that is, if you watch the music video, I'm pretty sure he has a little thingy on the end. But I like that song only because it mentions my name, but it's also it is the best song they ever did. Because you, do you, does it lead you to believe that the Fine Young Cannibals are in fact sorry? 
I'd love it. I'd love them to perform live at a future event. And, and every time they say my name, they all point at me. Come on, home. We're In fact, I'd like them to drive a, a mini me, me in a mini cab from the event to a curry house afterwards. And we oh. could have we could have an after party with nothing but Passander and Brute. Oh man. Oh no, sorry, and Cobra. And Cobra, yeah. Uh, or, other beer, or another beer. Or another beer. We're open to offers. I once did a writing course. Um, like a screenwriting course and Roland Gift was one of the other people on it what? yeah it's really weird Roland Gift and the bloke who played Roy Cropper on Coronation Street what? I know (laughs) it was quite strange Gosh, I mean, there were a lot of other people. It was, it was, you know, sort of in a big. It just wasn't bit, you three. Yeah. No, no, that. I mean, that would have been incredible. I don't know what, what we would have talked about, but everything and anything. He's I, quite distinct um, to chat, um, Roland. Yeah, he was looking well. I mean, this was about ten years ago, but he was looking very well. Uh, I suppose as was Roy Cropper, but they, um, uh, yeah, they were in the audience at this this big screenwriting thing. Johnny. He didn't do any singing. We're worried. Wow, not you come on? He's got a very. How would you describe his voice? It's sort uh-huh. of. Well, if it was an engine, what a car? What would it be? Honey, we're worried. It's quite sort of almost sort of honking in a way, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't. It's almost like it's more like a horn, almost, isn't it? If you watch the music video of that, which I think you should, because it's quite hard to not laugh at what the guitarist does. (laughs) (laughs) Just see, it's as if it while he's playing the guitar, somebody. Somebody tips ice cubes down the back of his trousers, or something. <laughs> and because he's busy with both hands, he can't do anything apart from frantically run well, forwards and backwards. Maybe the guitarist is called Johnny. Johnny, I'm sorry. Oh yes, yeah. my looking over Gin and Sonic down your trousers. Yes, yeah, somebody did just slosh a drink down the back of the trousers. He's like, I'm in the middle of recording. He's gone right into the gutter. Oh, I've got. I got I got ice cubes in the gusset. Can't get them out. Uh, it was something I was supposed to say on this cast. I can't bloody bastard remember. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's, I think we're we're both exhausted, aren't we? It's, uh, and while I yeah. tell people what happened at the end of the curry last night when your your tiredness suddenly came to pass. Oh, don't <laughs> don't you start <laughs> to pass. <laughs> <laughs> you very kindly paid for the curry, and they brought you the card machine. You put your card in it. You put in the first three numbers of your pin, your finger hovered over the number pad, you simply couldn't remember the fourth number of your pin, so you just gave up and pressed the tick in the hope that it would let you have a pass. <laughs> it might go... Well, you got no, three out of four, yeah, mate. That's all right, yeah. But don't... Unsurprisingly, it didn't. Yeah, but, but it was the way that you just... You could see your brain just going... Oh, it was a very... Yeah, my brain was just... It was it was misfiring. It was yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, talking of misfiring, yeah, it, I did. The, the, about midnight before the show, I was putting a new coil on the Figaro because it was misfiring like an absolute mm. Brian, and um, I was swearing at it because I was replacing it with the security light on our front drive. So I oh, knew yeah. I had a window of about two minutes to and do you a thing with it. Flail your arms. Yeah, and then but I had two hands on <laughs> on a bolt, so I didn't want to drop the bolt into gravel because once you've dropped a oh, bolt into no, gravel, no. it's curved. And what I was doing, I was doing a leg wave behind me. <laughs> because the, I don't know if anyone else has done this. The security light fettle is really quite. It's, a, it's a shuffle. It's a security yeah. light shuffle. Secure. Do the security light shuffle. shuffle, and you go like that. So you're either kicking a leg out or an arm out while holding onto a bolt, and I've actually. 
I've actually tried to clean a car by security light, and it's just a waste of time. Or in the morning, you realise it's all streaky. There's just there's yeah. a couple of triangles in really important spots <laughs> which you've just missed, <laughs> and you just go, oh, I, you know what? it looks worse. I I did that. Uh, not by security light, by street light. I think I tried to clean a car because the next morning it was being photographed for a magazine thing, and and I didn't then notice that the passenger side was an absolute disgrace. There was basically a huge parallelogram of dirt that I just totally missed. <laughs> and the photographer—it was a really sunny morning as well. I did a couple of drive-bys, and then the photographer waved me over and went, "We're going to have to clean the car." And I went, "No, I cleaned it last night." And he went, "Come around here." And I was just like such a perfect like old style Fiat logo of dirt on the side. It wasn't even a Fiat. Um, which is, but have you ever been in a Actually, meeting in a modern office where they have the light sensitive or movement sensitive lights? Yeah. You're in the meeting room and so there's a period of the meeting where everybody's a bit too still for some reason and the lights all go <laughs> yes. off. Because then everybody suddenly starts looking like a demented seagull. Ah, jazz hands! Everyone does, but yeah, like important meeting jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> No, I have had that. I it's had always that. a strange moment. I think detailing by dark could become a new thing. It could be it's a great a TV show. Reality. Detailing in the dark. Yeah. Like dancing in the dark. Yeah. Maybe it could be just detailing. So you either you're allowed night vision goggles if you want, but they oh, do. Oh, are but, you? I don't well, know. but night vision. Well, maybe there's different rounds. There's the dusk detail. Yes. That's your starter. Dusk detail. Then you're allowed a night vision round. Yeah. And then, then security light shuffle. Security light shuffle. <laughs> but of course, what about the strobe round? Oh my gosh. Warning, do not attempt if epileptic. You'd be foaming at the mouth. I think you might have. Imagine, might an, have a, imagine a two hour detail under a strobe. Well, I think that's the thing. You can't do a two hour detail. You've got to be as quick as you can because otherwise your that is brain quick. will collapse in on itself. But, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, it's strobing wildly. And then the finale is it's just pitch black. Was it so the Bruce? You're saying the Bruce Springsteen track could have been maybe we're just detailing the dark. Or a a, one round, you're allowed a head torch with a very failing battery in it. Oh, so it's 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 like a yellow glow. Yeah, you might as well hold a candle up for all it's worth. Or a medieval lantern. And as anyone, I don't know how people used to read in the ye olden days because if you've ever suffered a power cut and gone, it's all right. I don't need to watch TV or use the internet or anything like that. I'll just read a book and then you try and read by candlelight. It's bloody difficult. Well, that's why lots of people set fire to themselves. Yes, because they they put the they put the paper of the book really close to the naked flame and they also just happen to be wearing I don't know lots of lots of linen and and lots of bed materials basically just set fire to the whole bedroom in eight seconds yeah I once because of a power cut I think uh, had a candle going and then I attempted to put it out knocked it over and um, my girlfriend at the time had some kind of like silk cardigan or blouse or something that was just lying nearby and it got wax all over it wax doesn't come out of that no it doesn't no. No. I know that now no it looks like you've had a chip pan spillage doesn't uh, it in a way it didn't I don't remember it burning through I just remember it making a terrible clanky mess and yeah 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 awful, awful. It's not wax is wax is hard to get out wax is a fucker isn't it I sneezed into a candle in an expensive <laughs> restaurant once <laughs> I was with I was with somebody and it didn't go down well and it caused a real mess of what did it cause like a sort of it was such a fast sneeze that I didn't Mm. have time to put my hand up oh and what happened was the wet wax just got fired across the other person uh, and a bit of me fucking hell yeah it was a total mess an ambush sneeze 
yeah, it was all, it was just awful because wow. I couldn't get most of it out. And I think I had a um, a jacket that I cherished on at the time um, that I couldn't wear again. <laughs> there we go. Sneezed into a candle in an expensive restaurant. It was that's a Morrissey. It, well, it is, or it's yeah, it's it, it is definitely um, sneezed into a candle in expensive restaurants. Uh, we, uh, we it's are. It's a bit Jarvis Cocker as well, maybe. But. We're quite far behind on probably email, uh, listeners emailing into the oh, show. Sorry, you can hear that. We are in a hotel and there's people walking by. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, collecting glasses. You did tell there was a glass collector. It's a heavy around. drinker. It's weird, just not a bar on this floor, but someone's taken drinks back to their well, room. Well, yeah, heavy drinkers gone back to their room a few times and they're now yeah. 26 glasses. Have you ever gone back to a hotel room really drunk and someone else has put their room service tray out because they've finished with it but there's still food on it and you've eaten the food oh I've never I've never eaten I mean it's a, it's a I've tripped over quite, a tray yes, trying yes, to yes. be quiet and I've tripped over a tray and realised I've basically got a load of Caesar salad on my foot yes. my shoes and I've had <laughs> I've, 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 dressing I've, on them I've trodden salad up the gangway for a bit and felt quite bad but it was yeah. midnight and I just had to get to bed yeah so. I once my wife and I once years ago um, when we were giddy and young uh, got back to a hotel and may have had a, a couple of drinks and we um, saw that the room opposite had left their breakfast order hanging on the door and so we got it and we ticked everything <laughs> oh did you yeah. everything I know it's a stupid prank because we never got to see the outcome and the thing is and you'll never know never know but never that's know. not really a good prank is it? you want to see the outcome but we just thought it was, at the time it seemed funny in retrospect I feel a bit guilty because it's just a waste but you just reminded me on a school a school exchange trip to France once I um, I think when we were checking out of our youth hostel I filled our coach exhaust with sachets of sugar <laughs> and because I just well I was 12 and I thought it was fun mm. and um, I'm, I'm bearing in mind you know a coach exhaust is of quite a girth uh, quite a diameter of an exhaust, so we used an enormous amount of sachets of sugar. And when the coach driver, obviously wearing a short sleeve shirt with a tie, yeah, he struck this coach up. It absolutely blunderbust. Did a it? Load of demerara. Yeah, like absolutely oh, wow. blunderbust it out. And he thought he damaged the engine, so he shut it down and went round and propped open the back. Hadn't noticed that it was sugar. Just looking in the engine bay, and when he'd done all the checks that he felt needed, started up again. Looked back, and nothing had happened. He was like, "Oh, okay, well." And wow. Me and my mates were all giggling with our Walkmans on, uh, pretending that we hadn't seen or done anything, and uh, yeah, got away with that. You know nice. the flaps that lift up on the side of coaches for the luggage compartment and stuff, yeah, and yeah. the engine as well. <clears throat> I'm quite fearful of those. Well, walking into them, or, yeah, or corners, going, sharp corners. The corners are sharp. Lose an eye, yeah. And also, I always feel like they're going to suddenly fall down and smash you. I always think that coach drivers are surprisingly quick at loading and unloading very hairy, hairy, very heavy bags. Yeah. Um, despite a huge amount of inactivity whilst driving, because you know they're driving for a long way and they're yeah. just they're just steering. It's not. I mean, well, and you know, obviously paying attention you. as well. They're paying, yes, they're paying attention, but then to get off and then go, do you want to lift two and tons of goes, luggage? Yes, in now I'm going to do a world's strongest man contest. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's true amazing. actually, isn't it? They probably, in fact, maybe they're the kind of physique I should aspire to because they don't do any running or much walking, but they do do a lot of upper body. It's work. all upper body. 
Yeah. All and I'm sure the clutch isn't stiff on a on a, a modern coach. Well, they're auto now, aren't they? I suppose they are. Yeah. So you don't even have that, no. So your legs can probably go full ostrich, but yeah. incredibly <laughs> big Flamingo. biceps and all the rest of it because you're just picking up somebody's suitcase and yeah. lobbing it into the underbelly of a bus. And you make a point of of insisting that you unload everybody's luggage. No one's allowed to do it. For Why themselves. is that? I'm, is it an insurance thing? I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> like, have you ever done that? You go, can I just put that in there? No. No. No, you won't. I think it's, they want to do their own coach te- Tetris. They want to do the, the sto- stowage Tetris. But it also strikes me, and I'll, I'll, I'll be correct on this, but it feels like it's there's no skill to loading the luggage compartment of a coach because they're chuffing massive. I mean, Yeah, there's always room. There's always, always room. There's no skill. It's not like you trying to get stuff in that van last night. No. Which really was Tetris, but it is... It, it just you could go. Oh, actually, I bought yeah, I bought a couple of anvils and uh, and, and a zorb ball. I'm not deflated yet. That's why not going there, mate. <laughs> in fact, the underneath uh, of a bus. You reminded me a videographer uh, uh, works on the the YouTube channel with me. He's he's just had a sort. Of, he's going to say a really early midlife crisis purchase. He's gone from a sensible, boring Skoda estate to a um, a Renault Sport Megane. 270 is it up to oh. trying to think the, the, the cut with oil steering oh okay um, oh really yeah you've driven one of those yes do you like it I quite liked it did yeah. you I've not driven I drove the the warm one not the hot one yeah four wheel steering I didn't like that four wheel steering it's urgent it's four wheel steering yeah. but I mean it flies this thing and he's, mm. he's well into it he's bought the right colour it's a Larry yellow okay and um but yeah it's wide it's so wide track you forget how wide track it is yeah that look that's, that's someone's what was that? I don't know. I can't actually see. I mean, no, but I, I do. Done. But anyway, I'm. I'm <clears throat> oh, what was I? Why was I saying this? What because because he bought. So he bought. Uh, uh, we're talking about loading up coaches, but uh, your so your videographer's bought. He's gone from sensible to a bit crazy. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Well, why was it talk about loading up? I don't know. Oh, he did something really funny. You are tired, aren't you? Yeah. Well, he's the same one that we were doing the Kia EV6 shoot and the Pride and the lady, the bump start jazz lady. Oh. He he was there. Hey, have we said that the guy, we said the guy got in touch? Yeah. But then we haven't filled in the the rest of that, which is that then you had a panic that you'd said this lady was divorced and you were worried that, in fact, that wasn't the case and you just misunderstood the situation. So I had to go back and mention to the guy, go, by the way, Johnny said your mum. I was worried in case that, I don't know, the, the, the... the husband had died and she yeah. was you know, a very lonely widow yeah. and I just said oh no they got divorced but that was the vibe I got Yeah. and then he replied to say he said, he said oh yes she's very much divorced I'm surprised she didn't tell you more about it or something so I was like oh thank goodness for that <laughs> you're in the clear with the bump start lady but there's still a very uncanny thing that happened there with the, with the bump start that was weird yeah, we've had quite a few. We will, maybe next week we'll do uh, listeners' messages because we've had quite a few about bump starting, including several where people have relayed trying to push start a friend's car and the friend has had no success getting the engine turning. On about the fourth run, someone goes, uh, have you got it in second? What? No, it's in neutral. Oh. Which I've had as well. I had with a mate once and it was just like, you absolute Blue. Trouser tuber. You or what did we say this morning? A bacon tarpaulin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute bacon tarpaulin. So that was good. Um, oh no! I, yeah, I. I um, oh, I forgot to say. Talking of bum starting, the f- on the way back from the first late break show live in yeah. Kent, 
Yeah. I had to bump start someone on the M25. Oh. Did I tell you this? No, you didn't. You said you were going to tell me about it, and then you didn't. Okay, so the M25 is has come down to an almost a standstill <clears throat> because of um, some sort of uh, cr- crash or something. And as we're approaching, we're in the Dodge. I've got the kids, Ethan, my nephew, boot full of stuff. I see this Fiesta on the side of the road, hazards on, three lads just standing by it. It was really hot weather. Um, and as we crept along, we were going so slowly anyway, and my daughter was busting for a wee. So I said, well, we'll find somewhere to have a secret wee, as I call it, which is basically <laughs> a hedge. Um, pulled in and just said to the lads, everything all right? She ran out for, for a secret wee. Uh, it was quite a wide lay-by area. And they went, oh, yeah, um, it's bored over. Mm. I went, okay, um, how long ago? About an hour ago. They said, we've just left it because it was red hot. So good, good, good. And they they didn't know anything about engines or cars or anything. I said, have you got any water? They went, no. He said, in fact, we've been here for an hour and a half. We're all really thirsty. We've had the most terrible weekend. I went, oh. We went away for a lad's camping trip and we all got terrible food poisoning. Oh, my God. And he said, we now, when the car boiled over, realised none of us had any water for ourselves and we didn't have any water for the car. So thanks so much for stopping. I said, well, I've got five litres of of antifreeze and I got two litres of drinking water obviously okay. don't, don't, get that down your neck yeah, don't, yeah, which don't, way round you decide don't get them mixed up don't do that and then then once I'd filled up the, the coolant because they didn't even know really where, oh, where but, it was so you had to take the expansion cap off a hot engine I did but luckily it, it had been off for an hour but okay. I did put a cloth over it and look the other yeah. way because I'd rather oh, have a scar another the, thing that makes me fearful I'd rather have a scar on the back of my head yeah. than on the front <laughs> of my head so I did that and, and put this gave it a, a bit a belly full of coolant and then I said, right, start it up. Let's see if it's okay. And of course, it was just click, click. And they went, oh, the battery's flat. And then one of them realised they'd accidentally left the radio on <laughs> oh, and the hazard warning lights. So they'd add... <laughs> Sorry, so I, I was running a rotisserie chicken thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. while we were socked here. Exactly. I was, I was I think that's how we got food poisoning. I had eight things on the USB charger <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah, I bought this off Amazon. You could charge 100 <laughs> USB devices at once. <laughs> So they were like, I said, I haven't got any jump leads. So like, oh. Um, so I said, all right, well, it's a manual. Let's just jump start it. Uh, On bump, the hard shoulder. Let's bump start it. And they just looked at me and went, I don't know how you do oh. that. They didn't even know what it was. Oh. Bless them. So I said, well, I've never done it on the M25. <laughs> but we there was that area, you know, where there's like a sort of lattice bit of concrete for where an emergency car can sit, like a police yeah, car yeah. can sit. There was one there. Oh. So I said, right, push me back. Uh, and it was your dodge in front of the Fiesta the dodge in front I said push me as fast as you can towards my own car (laughs) and when I say go (laughs) let go did you because given the general state of these guys did you think I wonder what the brakes are like I did because I looked at the car and and it was a bit student-y spec how old Um, was this car 2006 okay Um, and so and they were like what they were like I said trust me has it got enough petrol in it went yeah yeah it had like half a tank great Push me as far as you can towards my own car, <laughs> and then just step away. So I did it, mm. f- and of course, yeah, foot flat on the gas. As soon as it took, knock it into neutral. Job done. They thought I, they thought I was Merlin. They thought, <laughs> they, they thought this was alchemy. They were like, "What? So you can just start a car by doing that?" When yeah, as long as it's a, a manual, yes, you can. It's brilliant. I said, "Don't shut the car off. You've got enough fuel." Uh, the water's full. I gave them an, uh, two liters of drinking water, which they just put on. Bless them. They looked hanging. And um, and they were on on their way. I still don't still don't know to this day whether they made it home. I hope they did. And they don't think they were into cars whatsoever. They mm. didn't reference once that a bloke in a really sinister Dodge Charger pulled yeah. in to help them, which is fine. 
Um, but I yeah. think if you hadn't had the kids with you, it might have taken on a different turn. If you're on your own, yeah. there's a chance they'd have gone. Right, okay. It yeah, because he lifts things. the boot up of his car to get coolant out and also yeah. just has a load of ratchet straps, yeah, um, kidnap tape. Um, a lot of tarpaulin in here for. Yeah, plastic bags. <laughs> yeah. Gloves, There's a big jar which has chloroform on it. <laughs> Apart from that, don't even know what no, it's not. Honestly, it's brute. It's fine. It's brute. It's brute. It's brute. It's brute. Actually, so much, I keep brute would have the same effect. Yeah. Just soak a hanky in it and put it around your mouth. Anyway, um, so yeah it was just really good it was really good to save a, a more modern car with an old car mm. and my car behaved immaculately for the whole time you know mm. even in the heavy traffic so another bump start story which nobody asked for no well we've got some on file from other people so maybe we'll read some out next week um, we should probably draw this to a close not least because I need to go home um, and, uh, otherwise I could hang out all day in this premiere yeah. but no sadly. I've got three cars to drive home <laughs> best yeah. of luck with that. <laughs> okay so uh, before we go uh, three things to tell you one Johnny has a solo YouTube channel it's called The Late Break Show uh, yeah. many excellent videos on that there will be shortly a, uh, a video of what we were doing yesterday at The Late Break Show live yeah. and there will be another live show coming very soon uh, two I've got various books out uh, one of them is called A Medium Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia available exclusively on Amazon as a paperback or an ebook. and Boring Car Trivia 3 is going to be coming next month wow you said that so quickly <laughs> almost yeah. incomprehensibly yeah. so uh, what was the third thing I've got to tell you oh yeah I only found this out this week and I feel a bit silly so apologies if everyone else knew this but uh, Colonel Sanders was a real person real colonel though uh, yes but not a military colonel Colonel is, is something is an honorary award that's given to people. I think many people of the state of Kentucky. Oh, really? Yeah, so he was a Colonel of Kentucky. I think it was Kentucky. It just makes sense, wouldn't it? Because it's Kentucky Fried Chicken. But um, yeah, he wasn't a military colonel, but he was a real person. I thought he was just a promotional device <laughs> invented by KFC. Was Ronald McDonald? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, Ronnie McDonald. <laughs> Ronnie McDonald. He was a real clown who just loved chips. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, oh, there's a fourth thing as well. We we chip loving merch. clown, chip loving clown. Uh, it's like badly drawn boy. <laughs> it's the warm up act for badly drawn boy, chip loving clown. That was chip loving clown. Two minutes from them later. Um, we- <laughs> uh, yeah, was that? I was going to say fourth thing. Is- we've got merch. <clears throat> we've got some. Um, We've got mugs, we've got t-shirts, we've got uh, caps, we've got water bottles that Johnny is drinking, just drinking right out now. Oh, you've got yours as a car pervert one, I've got my Smith & Sniff one right here. And uh, we have new Smith & Sniff Sports uh, mugs, which made their debut at the live show yesterday. They will be on the eShop very shortly. There's already Otsop mugs there if you want one of those on that side of things. We'll put a link in the description thing. Yeah. Um, but thank you ever so much for listening and um, we will see you again next week. We won't see any of you. No, no, we'll of hear you. You will no, hear you us. Hear, yeah, you you'll just hear us. Listen to our voices. But you will see us again maybe next month because there's going to be another live show. Uh, until then, uh, you will only hear us. So yes. thanks for that. I'm very confused. And please watch my uh, next um, Late Break Show video, which will be out at the same time as this podcast. And it's probably the best barn find I'm ever likely to find. Mm. And it's in a real barn. Oh, it's that one. Yeah, it's yes. in a real barn, okay. and it's, yeah. I'm going to use the word epic because I feel it's it's justified here. So, yeah, take that and party. There we go. Lots of information for you there to take home if you want to. You're probably As William Mullard once said in the greatest <laughs> greatest Top Gear closing link ever, which I, <laughs> I mentioned the live show yesterday. That's reminding me. I need to put a link to that on Twitter today. Because, um, 
Uh, it's it's brilliant. Or I'll do it tomorrow. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for listening uh, from uh, hotel room just near Market Harbour. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 